Welcome back to DC Beer Show. We are at DC Beer across social media. Mike Stein, what's in your Stein today? I am drinking Rhythm and Beauty Black Lager from the Soul Mega Beer. Dark, malty malt, a little teeny tiny bit of coffee roast, and just a heaping beautiful, luxurious bouquet of hops wafting out in the aroma and just tickling the tongue. Brandy, what are you drinking? What are what are you oh. getting getting on with? So I'm not doing beer tonight. I hope that's okay with everybody. But I'm doing some Amaro Don Ticcio, in fact. Um, and, Yum. you know, a lot of people don't know about Amaro, but I feel like you should. And maybe it's not for everybody, and I understand that. But Amaro is really good for my stomach. I love it. And it also tastes delicious. It's a good sipping beverage um and it's great in cocktails such as negroni so um and we have a local uh amaro maker so shout out to francesco if you guys haven't checked them out you should mr berg mr scoops (laughs) what you doing what you drinking i'm gonna give you a freebie first for amaro collins glass ice three quarters of an ounce of campari or the uh, sort of more bitter Amaro of your choice, Aperol, if you don't like it as much, and then top the rest with DC Brow Corruption. Give it a gentle oh. stir and enjoy. Really, oh. really nicely done. Um, I call it the Berlusconi, um, but anybody can have that. The first one's free. Uh, speaking of IPA, I have in my glass a uh, Blue Jacket Medium Cool, which is... Um, I'm not usually a big mosaic guy, uh, but they did a great job with these hops. Um, you get like a little bit of that, like kind of like dank resin, little bit of blueberry. Um, the onion isn't dominant yet, but it's like just enough vegetal that it's there. Um, medium cool cans and uh, still on tap at Blue Jacket as well. Um, so worth taking a look at. All right. Events. We got a lot coming up considering it is uh, late June and everybody's gone. What's going on? Uh, before we get into events, Jake, did you just say you're not a huge Mosaic fan? Because that's my faves. This is true. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, I'm learning your true colors, Jake. Yeah, my true colors are I don't really dig <laughs> Galaxy or Mosaic, which is sometimes IPA heresy. Nelson Sauvin and Citra, um, that's great. Idaho 7, like a nice kind of secret ingredient. Simcoe goes great in the hazies too. But yeah, um, a lot of mosaic, it kind of comes across as like oniony to me. You know, some people don't do cilantro. Um, I tend to not do mosaic. What can I say? Touché. This one, medium cool, worth checking out. Events, sorry. So I realized that Third Hill, after going to the, the, the soft opening this past week, they are continuing the run club that Astrolab started. So that is awesome, fantastic news for Silver Spring runners and the and the local community. Community! Mike Stein, uh, what are the NRG events? Well, Brandy, there's some super interesting stuff happening, uh, both in town, DC proper at Church Key on Thursday, June 29th. The event's called The Return to Classics, Panel discussion on lager and saison. Hashtag blaze on with your saison. But on, thir- 
on Thursday, June 29th from 6 to 8 p.m. Come check out John L. of Schilling Beer Company, the technical director and co-founder. Jeff C., also from Schilling. Todd D. from Good Word Brewing. Ashley Carter from Bierstadt Lagerhaus, the head brewer co-owner. Ashley is just absolutely a lager lover and brewing some of the best slow pour pilsner the world over. You'll also see Maddie H. from Blackberry Farm Brewery, Sean T. from The Seed, a living beer project, and of course, Greg Engert is moderating. But so between The Seed, Blackberry Farms, Bierstadt, Goodward, and Schilling, you got some of the hottest brewers of lager and saison in our town helping us party down with the classics. We're talking saison. We're talking lager. So check that out at Church Key on Thursday, uh, 629 from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, the following, the next day, Friday, June 30th at 5 p.m., we're looking at Loggers on the Ave featuring Schilling, Goodward, and Bierstadt. So again, we're hoping to see the owners of Schilling, Goodward, and Bierstadt Lager House. And the lineup looks beautiful. We're going to have Bierstadt Lager House, Slow Pour Pilsner, the German Pilsner, Another Bierstadt Beer Hellas, the Bierstadt Lagerhaus Cerveza Clara y Mas Fina Especial, which is a Mexican pale lager with heirloom corn. I had a chance to try that uh, in Cannes uh, last year. Absolutely dynamite. There's going to be a few shilling drafts, a few good word drafts. So if you can't be in D.C. on June 29th, come to Loggers on the Ave at Hi-Fi Barbecue in Alexandria on Friday, June 30th at 5 p.m. Jake, Brandy, what are you excited about as we get into the height of June? Well, before I tell you what I'm excited about, let me tell you what I'm bummed about. So I'm bummed that my local neighborhood watering hole, Hellbender, has decided to not continue trivia. And it's it's because of the host. Um, So for all of my neighbors who are super bummed about uh, not having trivia every Thursday anymore. Um, at least for now, until the Hellbender trivia is replenished, you can always hit up other half on every Wednesday night to see our own Jordan Beers Around the Way hosting. And then on Sunday nights, you can go to Lost Generation to have trivia with the one and only Michael Bolton. Yes, you heard that right. His name is Michael Bolton. He's not the one and only, obviously. Um, so check that out. Non-beer related, real quick, Chacho, also neighborhood, is launching their spicy margarita summer party on July 1st. So uh, $6 margaritas all day long every Saturday. So yes. So go get your go get your Chacho on. They also have local beer. So <laughs> I am bummed that I missed the Strange Fruit launch party. We were celebrating Papa Beer, the show's producer. We sent Richard off properly at Denison's that evening, but I heard that the Strange Fruit launch party was a fantastic event. My friend Amber attended, took some fun pictures. Jake, I heard that you spoke with maybe both of the owners. It is true. Thanks to Brandius Connect, we spoke with both Justin Brody and Austin Easton of Strange Fruit Brewing. They are the third Black-owned brewing brewery brand in Virginia. Um, shouts to 1865 down in Hampton Roads. Um, 
if you're taking like a trip down to the beach, uh, definitely worth checking them out. And then, of course, um, you may have seen Negris around, um, Ethiopian-American brand, um, contract brewed out of old Busthead, um, Vint Hill. Uh, and they uh, do enough volume where you um, sometimes see um, their amber and their pale lager, um, Ethiopian-American style. So like a little kind of like teff, buckwheat, nuttiness to those beers. But let's take it away with Justin and Austin over at Strange Fruit. Well, thank you for having us on the podcast. We're really excited to uh, dive into uh, Strange Fruit Brewing Company. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm one of the co-founders uh, of Strange Fruit. Uh, and Justin, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Justin. And a huge shout out to Brandy uh, for reaching out to us for this opportunity. Um, something that we've uh, definitely had on our bucket list and that we wanted to uh, take part in with you guys. Excellent. You all have opened up um, with Subtle Nod, which is a hazy. Where can our listeners find that beer? So right now, um, because uh, we are a wholesaler technically until while we're still shopping around looking for taproom space, uh, we right now we are um, only available at mile 20. Uh, but over the next couple weeks, we will be into more bars, restaurants, um, I know we're talking to places like Total Wine, Trader Joe's, Buffalo Wild Wings, places like that to get into. Um, so we'll have everything from cans to kegs on the market pretty soon. Excellent. And for our listeners, I just want to note uh, Mile 20, not too far from Aslan Herndon uh, and Juicy Brewing. Uh, you can certainly make a day trip of it. Yep. Where are you all brewing Subtle Nod out of at the moment while you shop for a location? So... Uh, we're we're contracting Subtle Nod out of DC Brow um, in the DC area, so we started working with them uh, about a month and a half ago. Had settled on a brew date, uh, which is just in time for our recent launch party at Mile Twenty uh, on Saturday. So uh, they'll be we'll be working with them for the foreseeable future, and and look forward to that partnership there. They've been great. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. Uh, over there, he's been great. Um, definitely welcomed us with open arms and was excited uh, to work with Austin and I. So that meant a lot to us. Cool. Can you tell me a little bit about Subtle Nod, about the Hazy? Yeah, so Subtle Nod, um, we came up with that name because uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with There's a show called Blackish, and there's an entire episode about um, – about uh, things that people do in the black community. And one of those things is uh, called the subtle nod, where we're walking on the street. We don't know each other's name. Uh, we haven't seen each other ever before. And it happens in the mall, on the street, at a brewery, wherever. And you just kind of acknowledge each other's presence. And um, it's a funny thing where they call it acknowledging the, the struggle. So we thought it was a nice little inside joke uh, to the community and people who actually knew what it was. And it's not only done in the black community. Everyone does a little subtle nod, but it's a little, hey, you know, just acknowledging your presence uh, and appreciate you. So I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so uh, the beer itself, what's the yeast like? What's the hopping look like? And uh, what do you all have coming down the pike? Um, obviously, I think opening with a hazy is always a good, strong move. Um, people are interested. But what comes next? So get into the summertime, we definitely wanted to release something that was simple, drinkable. You can drink it outside. I know that 
been like in the upper 80s and stuff the last couple of days. So it's something that's more refreshing. Um, and with the profile of the beer, we went with uh, Idaho 7 and Citra Hops. Um, so two of the bigger, major, juicy, uh, juicier hops that are on the market. And then um, next we have uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get our Pilsner, another easy drinking beer, a German Pilsner. Again, right in time for the summer. Go ahead, get that in the tank, and then um, that will be followed by either a pale or a wit beer. And uh, we've had the opportunity to brew these, all these on a little pilot system um, over the last 18 months. Austin and I sent out samples to investors, friends, family, just so we can kind of hone in on these different recipes. And we feel pretty strongly about uh, our German Pilsner, our wit beer, our pale ale, and um, what I'm drinking now, subtle not. Um, so yeah. as far as the pipeline... That's what we have lined up. And I will also note, um, you know, the subtle nod, yes, it's a hazy, but it's a, a lower ABV hazy. It's 6% alcohol. We wanted to make something like that to kind of straddle the line between, you know, pale ale drinkers, Pilsner drinker, drinkers, IPA drinkers, people. We wanted to be approachable, right? And so one of the key points of feedback that we got from not only, you know, the test batches that we did, but also on Saturday was that, you know, Hey, some people don't like IPAs, but the the feedback we got is that hey, this is a an IPA for non IPA drinkers. So it was approachable, it was easy, and uh, definitely very crushable. So we're we're happy with that. You all come from like a home brewing background, um, since you mentioned uh, like a pilot system. How did you all get into beer? Um, that's actually a great story. Uh, so just to kind of back it up a little bit further, Austin and I actually met through our wives uh, at grad school. Uh, when they were in grad school together, and it was actually during the um, the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight when I first got to meet Austin, and he came by my dad's house for the fight party uh, back in 2015 with um, a Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. And I had never, I mean, I would kind of dabbled in craft beer and stuff, but like I had never had a beer that explosive, that flavorful. And just that well-bodied. And I was kind of like, you know, what the hell is this? Like, I need to dig more into this. And he, him being on the West Coast, very familiar with Ballast Point. So that's what kind of sparked our relationship. Uh, we started getting texting, exchanged numbers, started texting. And then that led to us sending each other pictures. And we went to different breweries and stuff around the United States and in different countries. And then that kind of led to us mailing and shipping beer back to each other and um really tasting on different you know getting profiles and honing in on on what each other likes so if i would die at a brewery and i knew that there was something on the menu an austin one and i'd make sure i picked some up for him got in the mail back to him to california and then from there uh we started talking about our five to ten year plans and how i said mentioned first that i kind of wanted to open a brewery and i wanted to kind of explore uh, explore that option being an entrepreneur he's like shit me too so um that's kind of how we came together um so shout out to ballast point we have a lot to thank you guys for and that's still a great beer yeah i'll agree with that i mean it, it definitely sparked the relationship i mean people bond over over beers and drinking and i would say about you know three years ago we we decided it was time to you know put up or shut up or stop talking about it and be about it. And that's what really started this journey. And I'm really thankful for the place we're in right now. Yeah. We're actually both from originally from the tech space. Um, and uh, we were talking one day and we're like, you know, we have all this consumer knowledge, 
why don't one of us try to get a job in the actual brewery industry? Um, so I went out and I applied to for a couple bartending positions. Uh, and luckily, I was hired at Beltway Brewing. Um, I learned a lot from those guys over there. And then uh, Jake and Lee over at Crooked Run um, offered to let me do a bar t bartending position over there. Got to learn some of the ropes and everything as far as like, you know, uh, weekly releases, distribution, things like that. Definitely reported back to Austin on all the knowledge. And we just kind of kept a Google Doc going with a bunch of questions that we wanted to get answered. So we did that for about three <clears> years. That's when we really dove in. It was like, okay, let's start this thing. Let's register the business. Let's start raising funding for it. Get our business plan together, you know, so on and so forth. Justin definitely has the the in brewery uh, knowledge and experience as well as, you know, being a consumer. I would just like to say that I, I'm an avid drinker. I know what I like and I know what most people like. So, so <laughs> I, uh, that is my experience. Home brewing, not so much. But Austin brings a lot of the business side. He's a numbers guy. So when it comes to like data and analytics, so it was a huge, it, it was a great partnership and a nice, really nice marriage and stuff so far. Um, you know, everything from fundraising to getting the first beer out on Saturday. So you are like relatively new to this and no doubt there are folks who want to follow in your footsteps and the footsteps of some of the other brands that are building up. What's it like out there in terms of shopping for a brewing partner when you've got this beer, you've got this idea, you've got this recipe? Uh, how do you go about taking that and then going to a brewery and saying, hey, let's make this beer, let's do this brand? What was that experience like for you all? We were fortunate enough to work with two amazing brewers, um, you know, uh, Ryan Stanley and Nate Hot, and they have extensive brewing knowledge and we brought them, you know, into the fold pretty early on. And that's kind of where the pilot system came out of because we wanted to do some R&D. We wanted to test different recipes. Um, and be, with their extensive knowledge, with their contacts that they had within the brewing industry, um, they were able to help us craft our, our recipe. And then <clears throat> once we had our recipe for not only Subtle Nod, but a whole host of other beers. I think we have like eight or 10 that are just kind of sitting in the background right now. Um, we were able to, to leverage some of those connections. So uh, I know Justin has more to add to that. Yeah, not think you covered everything, but I definitely do want to uh, send some love to Ryan and Nate. Uh, definitely, they've been huge uh, behind the scenes. Um, like I said, I'm, like I, I, we did a speech at the at the party, at the launch party, and Austin and I are the face of the same, but we have a whole team of people behind us that are have helped us make this dream possible. Everybody from our wives to Nate and Ryan, for our designer Curb, to, uh, you know, just, just everyone's been supportive and has encouraged us to run full throttle with this thing, and that's what we've done. So, appreciate the love and support. Since you mentioned it, the design I want to talk a little bit about because that's one thing that really jumps out to me um, is the can and the can art. Uh, you've got, um, it's kind of like an 80s, 90s throwback um, with those colors, but you've also have like this kind of, it's got a modernist vibe to it as well. Um, mm -hmm. How did you all decide on that? And is that sort of what the brand is going to look like going forward? 
so to keep it honest, like uh, me and Austin are both like less is more type guys. And there were a lot of different designs and everything that we played around with. And honestly, we were really trying to work in the the act or or some picture of someone giving a subtle nod. And our wives kind of had the epiphany, like, why, why are you guys being so literal? Why don't you guys try a little bit of abstract, try to marry that modern uh, look with, you know, an old style rustic feel. And then we took that to our designer. He started cranking out more designs and we just love the simplicity. The colors, we feel that this is going to stick out on the shelves. There's not really a lot of pink cans and um, just the vibrancy of the can and the art is what really stuck out to us. Yeah. And I'll, I'll agree with that. And, um, you know, shout out to curb for the designs. And we also worked with a, um, a branding agency uh, to not only build out the narrative, but also our design scheme, um, you know, abstract concepts, a number, number of other things that like we are going to continue to use moving forward. So, you know, it will be along the same vein and there will be, I mean, obviously you don't want to just keep it a pink can, but uh, we definitely want to stand out. And I think that's the main thing is making sure we stand out and we make sure we keep it vibrant because I mean, that's who we are. We're, we, we stand out and we're vibrant people. So yeah, There's a lot of craft beer on the shelf. So standing out and battling for that shelf space is definitely important if you want to be successful. Another thing, and this is probably, um, let's just say, we're recording this the day after Juneteenth, and your brewery is named Strange Fruit, um, which, I mean, it definitely means something to you. And I feel like it's something that I've picked up on as well because it's a famous song, but it's a famous song about lynching. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, we we knew that going into this. Uh, and Justin and I, when we came up with the name, it was a question we had for maybe two weeks, where it's like, are we doing the right thing? Um, and when it came down to, it, we we're like, yeah, I think we are doing the right thing. And um, with the name itself. It, it it means a lot to the black community and yeah it comes with its own roots of you know pain and whatever it is um, but we don't expect or suspect that everyone will know exactly what that means however because we're a black owned brewery black operated brewery we definitely wanted to pay homage to to our culture right and not only is is it about lynching yes it is but it's also uh, a song that was used and considered by a lot of people as the start of the civil rights movement and you know being black people being in the state of virginia where you know enslaved people were brought for the first time um and now having ownership within a space that generally does not have a lot of you know minorities or marginalized groups either running a business whether or consumers or you know whatever we we definitely wanted to put that on the forefront without being scared of you know whatever people might have to say about it you could say you know as a consumer you could walk into the brewery or pick up a strange fruit beer but at the end of the day i would say a lot of people unless you know they're they're educating themselves or whatever won't know that however it does give us an opportunity to educate people with the different beers we got a lot of questions about the first beer subtle nod what does this mean and we answered it or we talked about it earlier where it's hey it's a subtle nod it's an acknowledgement so that that's a conversation starter it, it allows for us to start a conversation along with other beer names that we have 
uh, on our list where it's not going to hit you in the face. We're not trying to hit you in the face with anything. We're just trying to, you know, kind of fly under the radar with some of the naming conventions that we have, some of the um, some of the things that we are thinking of doing that then allows for us to then have that conversation, whether it be the two of us, anyone that is working with us or for us when we eventually open the tap room. It, it, it's all about having a conversation because, uh, you know, of, of how things are today, you know? Yeah. And um, and just to kind of add to that, uh, the original song was actually called Bitter Fruit, and it was written by a Jewish teacher uh, named Abel Maripool, I think was his name. And it was released under some, I think, uh, a pseudonym, uh, Lewis Allen. But the song was actually written in reference to how much he hated lynching and how much he hated the people who who supported that and everything in the South. And it was something that he really wanted to bring attention to. And then, of course, the late great Billie Holiday then took it two steps further and really put a feeling and emotions and stuff behind it. Um, you know, so, again, the, the original song was written in response to the hatred that he had for racism and lynching and everything that was going on to the South. So I would say that's more of what the connotation that we're going for is because there are so many things that are still happening in the world today. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with our brand. Like, like Austin said, we want to be bold. We want to be intentional and we want to start conversations with everything that we're doing and bring attention to certain things that people are, completely oblivious and ignorant to what's going on in the world today. That's very well said. Um, and I think that's a good place to leave it. When you see strange fruit and when you see subtle nod in a bar, give it a subtle nod. Acknowledge it's, it's black people in a traditionally non-black space. Um, mile 20 in Herndon right now, but tomorrow... Who knows? The world. Um, Justin, yep. Austin, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Jake, we appreciate it. Again, thank you, Brandy, for reaching out to us. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to sharing some uh, subtle nod in July's beer chair with you guys. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Austin. This is the start of big things to come. Um, a couple other events on my radar that I want to put out there for this weekend. Um, one is in Baltimore. Um, Guinness is going to do an arts fest. Um, Guinness Brew Open House, open, sorry, Guinness Open Gate is still going strong just because FX Matt is about to brew um, not only Flying Dog beers, but also the Baltimore Blonde. I guess now we can call it the Utica Blonde. Um, they're going to be doing both Saturday and Sunday. Um, so like an arts fest, think of it um, very similar to like the pop-up markets that we have here, but it, Guinness has that 10-barrel um, brewing space, um, a lot of space on the patio. So a lot of vendors are going to be there, worth checking out. And then, of course, in Riverdale Park, the Denizens Open House on Sunday. Um, we heard from a very reliable source, which is to say co-owner, co-founder Julie Verratti, uh, that She's held back um, about 10 cases or so of the 2022 World Beer Award gold medal winner, The Glow. Um, I like it, you know, with like a little bit of age on it, let it like really funk up. Um, she's probably going to crack a couple of those bottles. Um, I would say certainly worth checking out. And so that's kind of like an old beer release. Brandy, we've got a couple new beer releases worth mentioning as well, don't we? 
Uh, we do, but I am devastated because I have been so busy that I haven't been able to uh, to have the Nut Brown Ale from Right Proper, which is a collaboration with my friends at Black Brew Movement. Hear this. It is 5.8. What? Nutella Brown Ale with chocolate toffee roasted nuts. Y'all know I am nuts for a brown ale. If you were to ask me on any given day what my favorite style of beer is, I would not hesitate to answer brown ale. I pray to Agnost. It is still available when I get back from Cali. Brie or Thor, if you're listening, save me some. Thanks. Um, the next two beer releases are from uh, Lost Generation. We love everything that Lost Generation uh, puts out always, all the time. So on the 23rd, uh, Lost Generation Dwell in Paradise is a hoppy blonde 5.3, which is perf for the upcoming uh, summer months. Brewwood Citra and Motel um, Mutaka hops, uh, Motueka. And then there is, um, they're doing Vita, which is the name of it. It's a Mexican lager. So shout out to Mr. Stein. Go get your Mexican lager on. I know that's your thing. Uh, 4.5%. Um, with, with this pretty much the same hops, uh, releasing on the 30th. So not too long after that. So, uh, Lost Generation really coming through with the, the beer drops pretty much every week or every other week and always refreshing. So, uh, I want to hear those who have had the brown ale. Have you, have you Jake or Stein tried the brown ale from Tim Right Proper? I have had the brown ale. Oh! Um, it is quite lovely. Uh, it. it's, it is <laughs> Five eight, but if you asked me, um, I th- I thought it tasted much more like an eleven or twelve Play-Doh beer as opposed to a thirteen. Um, the nuts really add like this, like it it really kind of smooths thing out. It plays very well with the malt. Um, kudos to um, Charles to Courtney Blackbird Movement, as well as um, Barrett, and I think maybe even Lily um, was still in on that recipe development. Um, really nicely done. Um, here's hoping we get a couple like overcast days in. Not saying I want to drink if it's 90 degrees outside, um, but I am looking ahead and it's like, oh, it's going to be, you know, cloudy and 70. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to hit that. And you should also keep your eyes out for another couple casks or firkins of Raised by Wolves, um, which I think mm. those casks that Barrett has on it right proper are drinking very, very nicely. I'll go out on a limb and say this may be the best brown ale on draft in the District of Columbia proper right now. <gasps> I'll also say I don't give a flying F-A-R-T if it's 90 degrees out. I'm going to drink brown <laughs> ale. Like me and Julie from the brew shop, it's porter weather even when it's 110 Fahrenheit. Like we drink porter from 45 Fahrenheit to 145 Fahrenheit, Julie and I, soulmates, getting down on that border, we'll drink brown ale 24-7, 365. It doesn't matter if it's 5 a.m. It doesn't matter if it's 5 p.m. It doesn't matter if it's 45 Fahrenheit or 104.5 <laughs> Fahrenheit. It's time for brown ale. As the old saying goes, wassail, wassail. Red are our cheeks, brown is our ale. So shout out Ooh. to Courtney and Charles at the Black Brew Movement. They've been helping Black Beer move. Um, coming down the pike in August, we have the Soul Mega, Soul Mega Anniversary, the four-year anniversary. But we'll punt on that till August because we got some time. But 
I'll be drinking brown ale in August. Don't be mad about it. Brandy, I know you'll join me having some brown ale in August. 1,000%, without a doubt, no hesitation, I will be there with the brown ale. Um, it's, you know what beer I miss real quick? I miss the uh, smoky brown ale, um, or was it a scotch ale, um, from Hellbender. They did this, the most perfect, Grampus. Grampus. Uh, I miss Grampus so much. Um Anyway, bring bring Grampus back. We need to start start getting people to sign this petition and bring Grampus back. Um, I am so excited for July. We have some really, really freaking cool stuff coming up. Coming up, our beer share is coming up, and our beer share is at um, not a beer place, but someone who loves beer and is a local awesome person and booze figure. Our beer share is going to be at District Made, formerly known as uh, 1-8. And then the Women's Brew Culture Club is going to be at Denizens. Um, So if you want to learn all about all of those cool upcoming events, make sure you sign up for our once a month newsletter that has the RSVP links for all of these things. We will not send you a thousand emails. (laughs) I promise. And so so make sure you sign up for that. And speaking of our website, I want to shout out um, to all of the folks who visit and check out our DC beer calendar, all the cool events that we always have uploaded um thanks to all of our beer people who upload those events for all of the beer drinkers to see and shout out to our patreon members we love you guys thank you for everything you support us but you also get cool perks discounts at lots of breweries and bottle shops um and if you want to be a cool dc beer member and get cool special invites go to dcbeer.com and and sign up for our patreon All right. We will see you all at various area bars and various California bars as well. We are at DC Beer across social media. Um, Be excellent to one another and we will see you out there.